Can IU football salvage its season with back-to-back rivalry wins? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, November 25th. I hope you guys all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day, even on Black Friday. IU, shockingly, came, came away with a, a rivalry win. I laugh because I... I still don't know how they did it against Michigan State uh, last weekend. I we did the the crossover with Locked On Michigan State, and I might have been poking the bear a little bit uh, with uh, Matt Sheehan, the host over there. After again, just one of the most unexplainable <laughs> victories uh, IU football's had ever, uh, definitely in in my lifetime and in multiple decades. So. Uh, I don't know how they did it, but ultimately, they could theoretically end this season five and seven with victories in both of their rivalry games, which, in the grand scheme of things, feels like almost best case scenario. But we're going to talk about the IU football team today and preview that game because I mean, after that that result last week, they they deserve a big preview. It's it's the Purdue game. Why not? So. IU will take on Purdue tomorrow, Saturday, 3.30 p.m. at Memorial Stadium on Big Ten Network. Um, this obviously has been a very back-and-forth series in recent years. Uh, Purdue leads 69-42 to with six ties, uh, dating back to the 1800s. 1899 was the first game. Um, this has had some swings. IU had a four-game win streak in this series from 2013 to 2016, but Purdue has won three of the last four games. IU's only victory in that span was one of my favorite IU games um, ever. <laughs> it's I don't. It was the win in overtime, double overtime against Purdue at Purdue. In 2019, to finish eight and four, ended with a Peyton Ramsey run up the middle. Um, it was a game the Hoosiers basically blew, and then came back and salvaged something at the end of it. Um, but it was a fun game. It was a rivalry win. That's the only win the Hoosiers have had since 2016, though. They obviously didn't play the game in 2020 for COVID breakouts last year. I could not tell you anything about that game. I refused to watch it because IU was awful at that point. And I was not going to dignify that team with my time. Um, but this season, there's a chance. It's uh, it's a it's a long shot, but there is a chance for the Hoosiers. Purdue is coming into this game with potentially big implications. They could play in the Big Ten title game still. Um, they're going to know whether that's possible by the time the game kicks off on Saturday because they need to win and Iowa has to lose. And if those two things happen, simply put, Iowa is your big, t- or excuse me, if those two things happen, Purdue is your big 10 
West representative in the Big Ten title game, which feels insane. Uh, I pray that there's only one more year of these divisions because I I legitimately think IU would be maybe bowl eligible if they were playing in the Big Ten West already. Uh, and this is not a good IU team, but my word, the Big Ten West is just atrocious. I mean... <laughs> It's IU's best win of the season, but Illinois has a chance still um, to make the Big Ten title game, and IU beat them. It was a long time ago and feels like a, a different season ago, but uh, they I mean, that's the best in the Big Ten West. So, like I said, Purdue has to win, and Iowa has to lose. Iowa plays Nebraska on Friday, so when Purdue kicks off, they will know whether they can make the Big Ten title game or not. If Iowa wins, Iowa is in. Simple as that. Illinois could still make the Big Ten title game, but they need both Purdue and Iowa to lose. So IU could potentially send Illinois into the Big Ten title game. They're, they could be they, – they have a major role in this potentially still if Iowa loses, which Iowa is, is far from a, a sure thing at this point. Nothing in the Big Ten West is a sure thing. So there could be chaos on, on Saturday still. And IU could factor into that, and we know how much IU loves be, loves embracing chaos. As I mentioned, Bet Online has this one as the Hoosiers plus ten and a half uh, underdogs, ten and a half point underdogs, plus three hundred money line over under of fifty four. SP plus a little more generous, but not by much. Purdue uh, by eight point six is what they project, um, a sixty nine percent win probability for Purdue, a 36-27 projected score, which would be well over. I That'd be a lot of points for Indiana. I know they just did that against Michigan State, but can they replicate that? Uh, the, book, the book's kind of out on them. I would imagine if Dexter Williams is playing, they're going to tell him to, to throw the ball a lot more. I guess we'll find out if he can do that. It's going to be an interesting game in that regard this weekend. Um, I assume at this point Dexter Williams is starting. I'm re I'm recording this uh, early in the week uh, to get ahead for the holidays so I can take some time off. Tom Allen could do anything with the quarterback position at this point. I don't. I wouldn't know the the rationale between not playing Dexter Williams after you. Stuck with him through that Michigan State game, and and he saw out the win. So, I assume at this point Dexter Williams is starting, and it's now going to be interesting to see how he adjusts, how he plays when teams have tape on him. Because if you don't think he's going to be facing seven, eight, nine man uh, boxes on this one, um, he's going to have to prove himself through the air. IU's going to have to hold up, try to hold up with the offensive line. Again, they did it great last week, but can they replicate that performance? It doesn't feel like anything that happened in that Michigan State game is uh, something you can replicate. Like, that just feels like a once in a, a blue moon performance. Um, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to get the old Oak and Bucket back. To be fair, this Purdue team is going to present chances to do that. And let's uh let's take a look at this Purdue team and how they shape up heading into this one. Before we do that though, let's talk about one of our sponsors, Underdog. Uh 
they are so obviously we talk about them all season long about being uh, spicing up the college football season. What I have found fun in using them for is the World Cup because they have lots of soccer predictions on there for every single game. Uh, I have multiple times put together five leg pickums uh, to try to win some money. I am still very mad at the Netherlands for uh, their performance because if they showed up in any way in either of their games, um, I know they won, but they didn't play very well. Uh, if they showed up on either game or in uh, if they had showed up, I would have made a, a lot of money. Basically, you can tell I, how upset I am because I can't string words together. But you can obviously use them on Saturday for the IU football game. Mix in some World Cup predictions in there as well. Today, I uh, USA is playing England. Dep- in, depending on when you're listening to this, you might still have time to go uh, throw that into some of your pickums for this weekend. If you sign up today with the promo code locked on, you will get your first deposit doubled. So it, it's up to $100. You put in $100, you get $100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on, uh, all one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen. Uh, today every single day for your second listen check out the locked on sports today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app uh, youtube wherever you guys get your podcast app let's look at purdue uh, a very interesting purdue team led by aiden o'connell um statistically is probably the second best quarterback in the big 10 this season, uh, which is a wild thing to say. I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend he ranks at or near the top in most cumulative categories. Uh, He has the most completions at 270. He has the most attempts at 423. Connor Bazak's only 40 behind despite not playing for multiple games. Um, he he is not efficient, though. He has thrown for the second most yards behind only C.J. Stroud. Uh, he has thrown for the second most touchdowns, again, behind C.J. Stroud. A lot behind C.J. Stroud. But like I said, he is not efficient. He is fifth in completion percentage. Uh, he is first in interceptions. He is ninth in passer efficiency rating. He's going to throw the ball a lot. Where it goes, nobody really knows. It could be anywhere. Um, so he it's a it's a Purdue offense that relies heavily on the passing game, and to that point, they have one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten, uh, in Charlie Jones, who is first in receptions by a mile, ninety three receptions this year. Second place is 69, Isaiah Williams at Illinois. He has the most receiving yards. Only him and Marvin Harrison Jr. are over 1,000 yards. Um, He is tied with Marvin Harrison Jr. for most receiving touchdowns at 11. So that is easily O'Connell's number one target. 
This is an offense that is, like I said, obviously um, heavy on the pass game. They have the second most yards, passing yards per game behind Ohio State. Uh, they are a middle of the road, maybe a little below average rushing team, 128 yards per game. Uh, but their passing offense is so good that this is, uh, the fourth best offense in terms of yards per game at 408. Uh, they're one of only five teams at over 400 yards per game, Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state, Purdue, and Minnesota. So IU gets four of the five best offenses or the top four offenses in terms of yards this season. Um, this is a team that even having said all that is really hard to figure out because at one point this season, it looked like they might run away with the big 10 West. Uh, they lost to Penn state to open. Uh, they lost to Syracuse, but then they beat Florida Atlantic, beat Minnesota, beat Maryland, beat Nebraska, we're sitting at five and two. They were three and one in the Big Ten. They were two and zero oh in their division. They were the fra- favorites. They were the front runners. Then they lose to Wisconsin and lose badly to Iowa. Uh, they clinch bowl eligibility then by beating a ranked Illinois team to move in, move to six and four, and then followed that up last week by a thoroughly unconvincing win against a 1-10 Northwestern team. They won 17-9. They only had 299 total yards of offense, um, and that's despite Northwestern turning the ball over four times. It was not a pretty game. Aiden O'Connell only threw 25 times for 159 yards. Uh, They ran the ball ineffectively. uh, 42 rushes for 140 yards. Uh, I don't know the math on that, but I can tell you it's not good. So it was just a, a really weird day. Um, it was at home. like it, I, it was a mess of a day. So I don't know if we're getting the version of Purdue that beat, has beaten Illinois and Minnesota when they were ranked this year, um, has hung with Penn State, and we saw how good Penn State was, or the version that got walloped by Iowa albeit an Iowa team that has definitely turned things around. Uh, But Purdue only had 255 yards in that game. Is it going to be the team that barely beat Northwestern at home? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't know what type of Purdue team we're getting. It's kind of the problem with them this season. That's why, I mean, you would look at their stats and think that they probably should be the, the representative out of the Big Ten West. but it's a mess of a conference or a mess of a division, excuse me. And Purdue is a funky team to nail down. Um, we talked about their passing game. Devin McCoby uh, is their leading rusher, 750 yards. He also has 159 yards of receiving, so 909 yards from scrimmage. But obviously their biggest threat is Charlie Jones. After that, it's a huge drop-off. Payne Durham is second on the team in yards, and he has half as many yards. Uh, and 43 less catches than Charlie Jones. It's going to be a test for an IU secondary that hasn't passed many tests this year. Uh, I would assume Taiwan Mullen is going to get that responsibility. He'll be passed around, Charlie Jones will, by a lot of people, and um, I that, that, that IU secondary does not 
and has not given me many reasons for optimism. Um, if you look at Purdue defensively, they're they're basically very middle of the road, maybe even slightly below average. They rank ninth in total yards allowed at 340. Um, they don't specifically struggle in one area over the other. Um, they give up the tenth most passing yards, which I don't know that how much of that matters with Dexter Williams under center. Uh, but they do give up the eighth most rushing yards, 3.7 yards per carry they allow. Um, so it's just a very average defense. There are ways Indiana could exploit this. And that's why I think it's not implausible that this team comes away with a victory this weekend. Maybe last week gives them some type of mental and morale boost that carries over into this week. Um, Again, on paper, this is a really good Purdue offense. And if this turns into a shootout, I don't have a lot of faith in IU's offense to be able to score with them. But do you have a lot of faith in IU's defense and secondary to be able to stop O'Connell and Charlie Jones? I don't. Um, I would love for that secondary to have one big game this season. I guess they did. They had an all right game against Illinois, but I guess one final big game uh, to really end the season on a high, um, take home the old Oaken bucket, uh, ruin Purdue's chance of getting to the Big Ten title game, potentially, if that's even on the card still. All of that would be a tremendous amount of fun. There is a possibility that five and seven is bowl eligible. I'm not going to discuss any of that. I'm not going to discuss what finishing five and seven would mean because ultimately it's a very low probability. It would mean IU would have to pull off back to back double digit underdog upsets to do it. I'm not going to predict that until it happens. So um, if it happens, we'll have a lot to talk about next week about the football team. I, I'm going to tune into this. It's going to be an interesting game. I could see it turning into a blowout if IU secondary plays like they did in the first half against Cincinnati or at times throughout Big Ten play. Uh, but if Purdue plays like they did against Northwestern and Aiden O'Connell has a couple turnovers and I and I use sec or defense is kind of flying around and making plays and um Maybe there's a path there to a win. Uh, we'll see. IU was, IU gave out free tickets to this game. Um, it's probably not great that the IU football program was pining at the beginning of the year to tell fans to stay around for games and to stay, and that was such a big focus. And by the end of the year, they're giving away tickets. That's another discussion for another day, but... I mean, I hope it, it leads to a, a bigger crowd. Don't play the game on Thanksgiving weekend. It's the biggest issue. Like, everybody goes home for Thanksgiving, so stop playing the game on this weekend. Just flip it one week earlier when people are still on campus and play the game then. I I hate that they end it this weekend. Um, But still, I'm going to tune in. Hopefully it ends with a victory. We'll see. It'll be very interesting uh, to see how this one plays out. Uh, let's finish up by talking about the men's soccer team who has a uh, game against Marshall 
uh, this weekend, and it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside's an incredible app for anyone who buys groceries, gas, or dines out. That's all of us. Uh, with Upside, I don't have to cut back because I'm getting cash back on every purchase. It's a simple app. You can download it on your phone. You drive to the gas station or the grocery store or the restaurant. You check in, claim the offer, do everything like you normally would, pay as you normally would. Nothing about that changes. And 24 hours later, you get a notification on your phone that X amount of dollars were added to your wallet on upside and that's that simple as that you get free money it's a very simple app to use so download the free upside app and use promo code locked to get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more that's five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more terms and conditions apply iu men's soccer has a rematch on sunday against marshall this is going to be an interesting one. I don't know how to feel about this game. Obviously, a rematch of the 2020 title game that IU lost uh, in overtime. It was a golden goal uh, by Jameel Roberts of Marshall. It was a game they deserved to win. Like Statistically, if you look at it, they doubled up IU in shots and shots on target. Roman Celentano was playing out of his mind in that game. IU was hanging on by a prayer ultimately they could not hold out until penalties iu gets another chance to atone or make up for that this weekend it will be 6 30 p.m on sunday at bill armstrong stadium again i'm recording this early in the week as i record this there is nothing listed for um broadcast if I had to take a guess, it would I would say ESPN Plus. They have pretty much every game, but I'm not certain on that. Uh, if I see it, I'll be sure to tweet it. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Marshall this season is an interesting team. They finished the year 11-3-4. and four, uh, Three losses, four draws. Um... They so the Sun Belt Conference in soccer is a very interesting conference because there is no SEC for soccer. So the Sun Belt includes Kentucky, Marshall, Georgia State, West Virginia, Coastal Carolina, Old Dominion, James Madison, South Carolina, and Georgia Southern. So they play a, a pretty tough schedule. Um They've had some interesting results. They finished second in the conference behind Kentucky. Kentucky, one of the best teams in the country this year. Um, if you look at their losses, they lose to a Butler team that Indiana beat. Uh, Marshall lost one nothing to Butler. Indiana beat Butler 2-1, uh, roughly the same time of the year. IU played them on September 14th. August 29th is when Marshall played them. Uh, but then you have Marshall beating Pitt, who was number two ranked at the time. Uh, they drew with Kentucky 1-1. Indiana lost to Kentucky 3-0. Uh, so 
vastly different results there. They drew with Coastal Carolina. Uh, they lose to Old Dominion. Um, they draw with Georgia State. It's really the draws that, that really hurt them uh, in conference play. Uh, and then they go into the tournament and lose to James Madison right away uh, in the first round, and they are one and done in the tournament. Um, they go into NCAA tournament play and have scraped by uh, to get through this one. Uh, they had a 44-minute, 44-minute goal against uh, Elon to win that game in the first round. Uh, the second round we mentioned, they beat number four Virginia, one to or it was one to one after extra time. They win five three on penalties. Virginia missed its first penalty. Marshall did not miss a penalty. Um, so this is not <laughs> in soccer more than anything. It's survive and advance in in knockout play and in one and done uh games. So. On one hand, you have to credit them for for surviving and advancing, but there's been nothing um, dominant or anything from their performance. They've been outshot in both games. They have, I wouldn't say that, you know, on paper, they've been the better team in, in either game, but there is something to gutting out and grinding out these wins. There are a number of holdovers on both teams, from that 2020 title game, a lot of the big players are gone. Roberts, who scored the goal, is gone. Obviously, Bezerra, Celentano are gone for the Hoosiers. But for Marshall, Oliver Semley, who is the goalkeeper, is around. Milo Yosef has eight goals and three assists this season. He played in that game, started in that game. Um, Gabriel Alves, a defender, uh, is still around. Colin. Mark Eunice is still around. Jao Souza was a, a sub in that game for Marshall. He has seven goals and three assists. Uh, Vinicius Fernandez is on the roster. He was uh, all conference this season, but he didn't play in either tournament game. And I couldn't find out if he's injured, what's going on there. He's on the roster, though, and he played in that um, game as well as a midfielder. Simley, as I mentioned, uh, the keeper played in that game. He has only allowed 12 goals in 16 games this season. He doesn't have a ton of shutouts. So it's a lot of allowing one goal and that's it. Uh, but still impressive from him um, in the net this season. If you flip to Indiana, a lot of their returners are on the defense. Uh, there are a number of people back, Joey Mayer, Daniel Mooney, uh, the two big ones in the kind of the heart of defense, Nick Seesock, Gumbale, Herbert Endley, Ryan Wittenbrink came on, came on as a sub in that game. Um, he will obviously play a big role on Sunday. Nate Ward came on as a sub in that game. So there are a lot of familiar faces. You can look at that however you want. Maybe that is more reason to believe the Hoosiers – uh, we'll be thirsty for an upset, not an upset, revenge, excuse me. Uh, maybe Marshall knows that they can beat this IU team and they pull off the upset. I, I don't think this is going to be a comfortable game. It could be really hairy to watch on Sunday. So uh, buckle up, add that one to your list of soccer games to watch on Sunday. 
Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you on Monday to recap tonight's basketball game, uh, tomorrow's football game, the weekend of women's basketball, soccer. It'll be another busy weekend, even higher stakes this time with the soccer team. We'll recap all of that on Monday. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories uh, of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all of that amazing stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great rest of your holiday weekend. Go Hoosiers in a number of different sports. And as always, LEO.